Hey, Twisted History listeners, you can find us every Wednesday night on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Twisted History uh, Podcast brought to you by 3Chi. 3Chi makes Delta 8, Delta 9, and a host of other things, and they're awesome. You go to 3Chi.com, use the code STOOL5, S-T-O-O-L-5. You'll get a 5% discount at checkout. You'll get something that is an alternative to marijuana. It's federally legal, sold in 21, it's sold in 21 states, sold in all 50 states, but you got to be 21 years or older to buy because it does have a psychoactive effect. You guys know how much I love this shit, and I buy gummies, but you can get whatever the hell you want, edibles, oils, tinctures, vapes, the whole McGilla. So go to 3chi.com, that's the number 3chi.com, use the code STOOL5, STOOL5, you'll get a discount at checkout, tell them Large sent you, and enjoy. All right, everybody, Twisted History Podcast is back, and I got Vibs back today. It's a twisted history of Vikings. And Vibs is like, you can't do Vikings without me. I'm one of the most manly guys in this fucking office. Uh, we got Johnny here, too, who's also quite manly. He's growing back the beard because knew we were doing about Vikings. St. Anne did most of the legwork on this, and she's an uh, unsung hero. And it's me, probably the least Vikingish guy you've ever met. I'm going to start with a correction because I often do. And this one is by a guy named uh, Austin Hayes fan. Do you guys know who Austin Hayes is? Sounds like a country star. It does sound like a country star. Do you know Johnny? Uh, is it a famous Austin Hayes or a random Austin Hayes? I think it's a center fielder for the Orioles. Oh. Something like that. Is, that. is that who you were thinking about? No. Okay. No, I thought you meant, is it just a guy named Austin Hayes? Yeah, no, I, th- I believe it's a, like a baseball uh, fan account or, you know, whatever, guys. Just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is a baseball, yeah. Uh, Big time, right? Owner, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, the guy doesn't seem like to be an Austin Hayes fan type account because he's uh, very well spoken and whatnot. So you just never know. You just never know. I was thinking of Hunter right, Hayes. Right. <laughs> Uh, hey, Large, just found your Twisted History podcast. My wife and I have been listening to a ton of it. She's a history teacher, and I'm an armchair Wikipedia reader. That's, that's what I want. I think that's what we want. Oh, that's what we don't want, because they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah, because they can They can fact-check us, us. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what we want. We want to be fact-checked. We want to have <laughs> I do. people that know what they're talking about that can make yeah. sure we hold true to history. I don't mind it. Like, I, I don't mind if somebody says, hey, you guys are Fibs or John or somebody fucked up. But as long as they go on the DMs, don't go over the top with it. Just make me feel bad. Uh, she's a history teacher. I'm an armchair Wikipedia reader. Wanted to make one note since you mentioned you like having mail come in. I do. The Roman Empire and the Holy Roman Empire are very different. You mentioned Caesar was a Holy Roman Emperor and that the Holy Roman Empire was Italian. I don't remember when I mentioned that specifically, but it sounds like a fuck-up that I would do as I'm just trying to get through a shitload of stuff. Right. This is something that confuses me to this day. I try to... Yeah. Byzantine Empire, and then you got the whole Roman Empire, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Charlemagne came in and became... Yeah. All right, so I'm going to clear it up, but the Holy Roman Empire, he says, is actually German for the most part and wasn't founded until 800 years after Caesar died. Caesar actually never became an emperor. The first Roman emperor was his adopted son, Augustus. So that was from Austin Hayes fan. I love this DM. So if I insulted you by saying he's intelligent for an Austin Hayes fan, I didn't mean anything by it. I barely know who Austin Hayes is. I love this because, like, it's not the one where I fucked up math. I did something with Chief uh, Vibs, and it was like 13,000 tons, and one ton is 2,000 pounds. And I said, oh, 13,000 tons, so that's like 26,000 pounds. I just multiplied it by two. Everyone jumped on me. And then I did it again later in the fucking thing. So, I don't know. Were you it? talking about the Dave Matthews tour bus that oh, dumped perhaps. like 800 <laughs> yeah. tons of poop perhaps. under the yeah. what a wild tour bus? Story. Tour boat? What a wild yeah. story, yeah. Um, 
but no, this was just one where I, you know, either I fucked up or I at least misspoke. So um, to try and bag what Austin Hayes fan is raking, the way I understand it, the Roman Empire was a group of provinces ruled directly by Rome and the Roman Senate. And I think I mentioned it in the Twisted History of Emperors, which we did together, Vibs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's right. Augustus was the first Roman emperor after Caesar was murdered. However, Caesar did get a salad named after him. Augustus never did. It's like Ben the, Franklin being on the $100 bill. He wasn't the president, was but never they gave him $100 bill. Yeah, yeah. So, gave yeah. Caesar a salad. That's a, so that's a cool little thing to keep in mind. Caesar was never an emperor. But the first century Roman emperors are by far the most recognizable because you had Augustus, and then we get a bunch of different characters. Tiberius is that stepson, former son-in-law, adopted son of Augustus. He was the guy that used to do the little fishies thing where he'd have children nibbling at his testicles. He had that sex retreat in Capri. Mm -hmm. Remember that? It was like a big yep, sex. Little was, Epstein Island. I haven't, I haven't stopped thinking about it. I'm bringing this up. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, in he's, a bad way. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it like He's monster of the century. It. But anyway, that's why people know Tiberius. Then there was Caligula, who was the great grandson of Augustus. And he's the one. And Caligula had that famous, like, it was a rated X movie when I was growing up, but it had like. Roddy McDowell in it, perhaps, or somebody like that. But Caligula was also kind of fucking crazy. He had the horse that I think he made a senator, made the horse like a mini uh, palace and shit, and put him on his council, right? So he was, uh, which was the Republic's highest magistrate. His hobby included rolling in piles of money, dressing in women's clothing, and sleeping with his three sisters. Sorry, John, but Caligula used to bang his sisters. Then after, can I? Would you recommend please. the movie Caligula? So is it? It's a rated X movie, correct? Uh, I'm looking at it right now on IMDb. It's a 1970s movie. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't see the rating. It is 1979. Who's the lead? Is it Roddy something? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. yeah. And then Peter O'Toole as Tiberius. You got Helen Mirren. There's there's a lot of people. I mean, in this I recognize thing. some of these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like a bloody fisting scene. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. I think it's... I think it's a legitimately disturbing movie. So would I recommend it? I don't know. I found that I found it impossible <laughs> to masturbate to when I was ten. Yeah, is that is that fair enough? Yeah, we're gonna talk I'll about somebody it. a little later on that was very possible to masturbate to. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton John. I'll get to her a little later on. But um, but that's it. So that was Caligula who's the great-grandson of Augustus, then Claudius, who is the uncle of Caligula and the grand-nephew of Augustus. And if you don't remember who Claudius was, you might remember his third wife. Her name was Messalina. She was a first-rate whore. She had the honor of having one of the earliest gangbangs in recorded history. She had challenged a local prostitute to see who could handle more men at one time, and she won, Messalina. That was Claudius's wife. And then after that is a hugely familiar name, and that's Nero. And he was the great-great-grandson of Augustus, who, contrary to popular belief, didn't start the great fire of Rome, nor did he fiddle while Rome had burned. But those were the first Roman emperors, and their successors continued to rule until the mid-400s when the fall of Rome split the empire. Right? So the fall of Rome split the empire way after Caligula, Claudius, and Nero, right? So this is in the 400s AD. Those successors 
of those emperors I just mentioned continued to rule the Eastern Empire, which I believe they then called the Byzantine. Right. Right? Yep. And while the Western Roman Empire remained fractured for a long time. So you fast forward a couple of centuries, and this is the point that the Austin Whatever fan had mentioned to me, and again, thank you for your thing. The Holy Roman Empire was then attempted to uh, regroup because the Pope tried to revive the Western Roman Empire, and he did that by making Charlemagne the emperor of what was essentially today France, Germany, and Northern Italy. So that became the Holy Roman Empire, and that's around the 700s or 800s, and Charlemagne was at the end. I think they began to call that the Byzantine and then the Carolinian, I think, was underneath Charlemagne. So anyway, that's, that's kind of the difference. The Roman Empire, it started way back when with Augustus, right after Caesar. Uh, Rome had fallen. It laid fallow on the western side for a couple of hundred years. Then it was uh, revived by a pope who put Charlemagne in um, control of what was essentially France, Germany, and northern Italy, while the eastern empire, the Roman Empire, was still intact and uh, governed by emperors probably all the way up until, I don't know, maybe 1400s. Wasn't, wasn't the west Christian under Charlemagne and then the, the east was Muslim? So I, I don't believe the eastern part of the Roman Empire was Muslim. I don't, I don't believe that. But I do know that the western part um, was Christian. The reason I say that is because I think Crusaders might have come from both. Yeah. So I don't think there was a – and you know what? I could be. I'm, you know, I might, I might run that out to Austin Hayes fans. Let's, let's, let's text think. him. But we're going to talk about – we're going to yeah. talk about – the reason I bring this up is because – so where Charlemagne was, was Europe – Around the time of the Vikings, so mm-hmm. it does it does kind of uh, to it does come into play. All right, so now on to Vikings. I put on the Viking hat. Oh, I don't know if I can fit it. I've been right? sweating with this thing oh on my for God. no reason. There's it's no hot way. In here. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna smell like a, uh, it's gonna smell terrible. John, put on your fucking hat. All right, so on to Vikings. How do we come up with this topic? Last week was the twisted history of cats. Twisted history of cats was very interesting, and I told you how different cultures and different religions um, looked down on or revered cats. We take the Egyptians, for example. The Egyptians mummified cats and buried them with their fucking kings. Mm -hmm. The Pope at one point, I can't remember which Pope it was, uh, banned cats. Banned all the cats. Said they were the incarnation of Satan. Thought they were gay. Hated cats. (laughs) Yeah. And it was one of the reasons why uh, the Black Plague had spread even faster because there was nothing to kill the rats that had the lice that carried the Black Plague on its back. We talked about how at one point the Prophet Muhammad had banned the killing of cats and how the Muslim faith thinks that they're clean animals and they're allowed in homes and mosques, right? And one of the other little tidbits that I got when I did the research for it, John looks very handsome. Where I'm, I'm going to give a, 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 a Viking in a little bit who John reminds me of, and you'll know when I mention it. All right, so the Vikings, whenever a animal starts, like when you go to the first dog, mm-hmm. like Canis firstus, the first dog at the top of the food chain, and you see how dogs or most animals um, start to fall down their chain. As they go down and get domesticated and whatnot, typically those animals get smaller. So the French bulldog I have home doesn't resemble its ancestor, the wolf, at all. It's a little tiny fucking annoying thing that I would sell 
I would give somebody $1,000 to take this thing off my fucking hands. Cats are a little different. I think the original cat, Felinus firstus, which I'm making up, Sorry, was smaller and it, and it certainly got a little bit bigger mm -hmm. as it got domesticated, particularly with Vikings. And Vikings kept cats on their boats to kill rats, right? The reason that everyone had cats back in the day. But one of the things that struck me about the Vikings is that they were one of the only cultures that I read about that also bred cats in order to use their pelts to make clothes. So they used to kill cats and wear them. And I like that because I hate cats, so I'm doing a whole fucking... How do I know that? There was a team of scientists at the University of Copenhagen who mined the skeletons of cats and recovered from the Viking area mass graves and found Vikings appeared to have raised cats in order to harvest their pelts to wear as clothing. A lot of these cats had axe marks in their necks from mm -hmm. where they would be headed and then skinned. All right? Stands to reason. I'd wear a pair of cat shoes. Fuck yeah. yeah I'd, wear, I'd, be, I'd wear a cat coat. Absolutely. It'd be yeah. very stylish. Yeah. Very warm. Take a lot of them to get one for me. Yeah, yeah. So I hate cats. I like this fact. I'm dedicating an episode to Vikings. Boom. That's the reason. Who are Vikings? This is another common misconception, Vibs. It's another common misconception. Can I, can I say this? Please. I, I used to think that Vikings were just trashy barbarians to the north mm. that had boats on their front lawn. That's it. You know, I just thought they were kind of trashy, like not real people. Right, right. You're not so wrong. Violent. You're not, you're not so wrong. I will tell you that. First of all, contrary to popular belief, Vikings bathed more than the average European back in the day. Vikings also uh, introduced the comb. Because they, most Vikings were blonde-haired men, mm -hmm. and they used to like keep themselves pretty well. So I think Viking hygiene was a little bit better than one would think, probably better than John's. But my point is, is that they were Scandinavian seafaring warriors. That's what I like to call them. Yep. Not white trash Nordic men. Yeah. Which you yeah. Kind of out yeah, to that's a better way to put it. But they're not a race linked by ties of common ancestry. So you're 21 and me. That you're going to do. We'll never say 14% Viking. Like, right. it won't say that. It'll say 14% Norwegian, 14% mm -hmm. Dane, for a Dutch, you know what I mean? Or Finn or something like that. Nor can, like, one nationality be defined by a sense of Vikingness because the group came. I think of them more like gypsies, although gypsies has a religious connotation to it. You know how somebody can say, like, there is no land that's just all gypsies? Like, you know how they, or like you said, white trash. Like, white trash kind of hang around the same place, yeah. but they're not exclusively in, um, in Indiana. Right, 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 right. They can wander out of there. <laughs> right. All right. So, Vikings, for the most part, and for the purposes of this podcast, come from the areas now known as Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. And I say for this podcast because there are mentions in historical records of Finnish, Estonian, and Sami Vikings as well. Sami? Yeah, Sami. And that's a left turn. This pisses me off. Sami are the indigenous people of the northernmost parts of Sweden, Finland, Norway, and the Kola Peninsula of Russia. The Sami have historically been known in English as Laps or Laplanders. But these terms are now regarded as offensive by the Sami. So no more Eskimos. Mm -mm. They're Inuits. And no more Laplanders. They're Sami. It, I don't know why I, I dig in on that. It doesn't really matter to me to switch it to Inuit mm. as opposed to Eskimo or Sami from Laplanders. But I remember 
Frozen. You know the show Frozen? I don't know if you saw haven't it. seen it, but I you, you got to know about it. Everyone with a kid has yeah. seen Frozen, unfortunately. Yeah, so I've seen, seen it. Frozen. Have you seen I it? Got, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I got two nieces that, that dress up for Halloween as the Frozen people, but I don't watch right. it. I'm a fucking yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Go watch that in your in the room by yourself. I'm not watching it. Daddy's <laughs> got a drink. <laughs> Uncle Big D. <laughs> but even like when my daughter was telling me, you know, or was like questioning where they're from. You know, like, because they get that conceptually in their head. I'm an asshole. And I was like, oh, they're from Lapland. I was like, Scandinavia is a big dick. And if you look at the top of the dick where you'd find, like, a thatch of pubic hair, that would be Lapland. <laughs> but, no, like, in Lapland, the people who are now called Sami have, like, that felt clothing, that blue and red felt clothing. If you did see uh, Frozen, there was, like, uh, a shopkeeper who's, like, big summer blowout. Ooh-hoo. Like, he's a traditional Laplander. They raise reindeer. They pick berries. Like that's that's them. Oh, I'm going to pick berries. <laughs> can I? By the way, I think every berry in Lapland is edible too. No poisonous berries. I, I, I just had true. to take a quick left turn. I watched a documentary <laughs> called Hitler's Bodyguard, and there's Ooh. English like uh, render English rereadings or quotes of German officers like Hitler yeah. and, all this, and it's in English, and it sounds exactly like your oh, does it? German accent. Mm-hmm. It is it is jarring. Is it bad. really? It is bad. <laughs> it's with another impression. But this is like a professional. Like they had like a producer. Like yeah, no, read that again. You're doing great. Like you know what I mean? Like they were trying. Like this is the best guy they had for it. So Please. yeah, it was. Somebody stick up for me on that impression. There is a guy that sells Sven. Like something that he needs to fix his wagon or some shit. And he pops out of nowhere. He's a gigantic Laplander. And he goes, hoo hoo, big summer blowout. And they sell stuff. Hoo hoo, big summer blowout. And he's cute as a button, the guy. He's just this gigantic uh, Sami dude. I, anyway, I feel motivated ahead. to get you like an audition and just, and we'll do like a Boys prank video of you just like doing it all. Like, yeah. this guy comes highly recommended. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommended. Yeah. You want me to hit that again? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, Ooh, you're good. Big summer blowout. <laughs> um, all right, back to Vikings. That was my left turn. I, I, I'm still embracing the Laplander uh, thing. I you apologize. Have, you have a very good French accent. I'll yeah. just say that. By the way, there's only like 60 Sami. You know, I'm not, like if if they get insulted from this, then I'm doing something wrong. Um, but I want you guys, just for the sake of this podcast, uh, or for the YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you're listening to this on a podcast right now, I highly recommend you go YouTube, Spe- specifically for this one. I have two Viking axe here, myself and Vibs. Right? I almost hit you with that. And these things are legit. I found them in the part of my take studio. I did, um, <laughs> what the fuck was that thing I did yesterday? Uh, macro dosing. And uh, so they had these, just perfect. John's got the regular Viking helmet. I got one that's more like a you know water buffalo club. Vibs has got the one that looks more operatic. And um, I don't know. It, it started. This podcast is starting to get more visual, visual, so tune into the YouTube channel whenever you can. I just watched the movie Subscribe. Prey where she has the twine and she can throw the fucking axe like 30 feet and kill people with it. I can't wait to see it. Just like the Vikings. I'm saving it for the plane, which you is tomorrow. absolutely should. I can't fucking Are there wait. any good Viking movies out there other than The Northmen? No, I will tell you what. I didn't enjoy the Northmen as much as many people did. I didn't either. But I'll, I'll tell you, Vikings on the History Channel, uh, I started it a l- years ago, and I was never able to finish it. And as we were doing the research this week, it's unbelievable how close to the historic script those guys did with that movie. It's an excellent show. It's so good. It's yes. like There's like four seasons of it, I think, and it's 100%. very historically accurate. Yeah, I think Ragnar. they like combined two of the guys like... Yeah. In the same timeline, but I believe so, they're yeah. very, very similar. 100%. And it's very, very good. So Vikings on the History Channel I thought was great. And somebody just told me, it's the last something, 
which is another like Viking type thing that just came out, and it's supposed to also be very good. But uh, yeah, but as we start to talk to this, I will t- the Last Kingdom. Well, I was going to say Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom. Um, I want you guys just to, if you're stupid like me, I'd like you to just take a look at a map. I'd like you to take a look at a map of the world. Google uh, Scandinavia, okay? And if you're looking at Scandinavia, I'll wait. Google Scandinavia. All right, so if you just Googled Scandinavia, you can see that Norway and Sweden are right next to each other. And for people who can't get to Google, think of Norway and Sweden as a flaccid penis that's ha- like, like hanging down. Right across a small bay are the balls, which is Finland. And Norway and Sweden looks like the tip of their penis that they make is emptying out a load onto Germany. And that load is Denmark. So if Scandinavia was a cock, Sweden and Norway make up a dick. Denmark is the load that's being dumped on Germany. And Finland is the balls. Just to give you guys some sort of geographic perspective. And if you look at what I'm about to tell you happened with the Vikings, you can see that if they didn't decide to just simply go into Russia or simply go into Germany, if they wanted to go to uncharted lands, they would go out of the Norwegian Norwegian Sea, they would head west around the top of the United Kingdom and down into Scotland and Ireland. And then they continued even further south around the edge of the United Kingdom, around the edge of England and into France. So if you guys can see that and conceptualize that on a map, I think it'll help out learning about the history of the Vikings. And then when you do see that map, I also want you to look due west and see where Iceland is, see where Greenland is after Iceland, and then North America is right after Greenland, okay? So if you don't have a map, go fucking get one, okay? So here we are. You have Vikings with no common ancestry. Then what makes the Vikings the outsiders, right? If they're not, who, who, big summer blowout, I'm from Lapland, what makes them like Vikings to these outsiders that they're about to encounter? What's their common ground and what made them different from the European people that I just said were to the south and to the west of them? One, they go. love raping and pillaging. <laughs> they love, oh, More raping. than anyone else. Yeah, We're not going to get into it, but is it problematic? I'm going to ask NFL fans, both of the NFL fans who listen to this podcast, that the Minnesota Vikings still still uh, exist because they were slave traders and slave owners, and they did do a lot of raping and a lot of murdering. Yeah, it's I, been brought up before, of course, but it doesn't seem like it's even on the chopping block. And the reason being is because there are no Vikings left, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Vikings didn't gamble on games. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know how That's why they can say yeah. it. I don't. And think, it's also like the Vikings were white, right? Or don't we think of them as? They're white all white. People? There was very few. Oh. There was very few black Vikings. Yeah, who gives a fuck if you're, if you're yeah. uh, well, making fun of white people? Are you kidding yeah. Me? yeah, that's why the Fighting Irish is safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part. I mean, but no. To be honest, that has been brought up, and people have sort of thought about it. Yeah, and a few Irish people who said, "I don't like it." The rest of the Irish were like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. Um, but no, but, but there are no people, to John's point, there is no culture to stand up for itself. There are no people who are still inherently Viking. They're, you know, right. the descendants of Vikings. Most England, most English and Irish do have descendants of Vikings, but they're tagged to their Scandinavian you know, roots. You know what it is, too? It's a noun. We think of a Viking as, like, it's not a slur. 
Right, right. Whereas uh, the former Washington football team was a slur. So it was like regardless of right. what you thought about it. Like, but that's a I'll slur. tell you what, Cleveland Indians aren't a slur. Well, but we were wrong about right? It's almost like the famous Luis C.K. joke of like, nah, you're Indian. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like we were wrong. We were but dicks the, about it for right. a long time. For the Cleveland Indians, I think it was their logo though, right? The, the, the Chiefs. Chihuahua who just sucked. Because so the they still have the Braves and the Chiefs, so but they just don't have the offensive logo. It's a good point. So I think the, the organization decided – to get ahead of it, right? They were like, yeah, we don't want to yeah, get yeah. the pressure on us like Ed right. Snyder in Washington, so let's get ahead of it. Let's change the logo, and then eventually they they were just like, let's, do you think they'll let's come not from? Get forced into it? You think they'll come from them? Like, you think people will eventually? Listen, I don't no. want anyone to change their name. I want the Lando Lakes girl back. I want to eat an Eskimo pie, all that stuff. Because I, I honestly, in what little research I've done, I've seen that the marginalized community that people are thinking is insulted, winds up not being insulted. It winds up being representatives, even from outside their community, being insulted on their behalf for the most part. And listen, if you feel differently and if you're a Native American person who hates the Redskins, well, congratulations, then, because they're no longer around. Yeah. But I just always thought that it was almost like a victimless crime, particularly what I think the organization used to do for uh, indigenous people charities. Like, I think they're extremely... Um, I think they were extremely generous, like indigenous, and I hope they still are. Obviously, it's not like all right, we'll change the names. Yeah, Fuck the done. charities yeah. now. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just think I that think, yeah, I don't think they'll touch the Vikings yeah. in this day and age. Can somebody say that I can't go into this football game and not think about all the slaves and the rape and the this? Well, I, Buccaneers too. That was another one because they got pirates. They, yeah, they got brought up as this, kind of the same idea. Yeah, exact, exact Pittsburgh Pirates. Thing. Yeah, I mean the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> like pirates were a murderous. Rapey, slaved, uh, syphilis infused, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? It just seems like I don't know. Yeah, cowboys. I, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent, but anyway, it just seems like when you Google uh, Vikings, like you know, history of Vikings, sometimes what comes up is Fran Tarkin. I want. <laughs> on the Dallas Cowboys 50-yard line, two gay cowboys hugging each other yeah. because they are not representing yeah. gay cowboys enough, 100%. just like Jane Champagne or whatever her name is that did Hair the Dog. 100%. If they ever do come Power the the, dog. for the Minnesota Vikings, I feel bad for those fans because they're soft. They're soft over there. Oh, really? <laughs> Johnny, they they had, say that is an Eagles fan. Yeah, they had Ragnar, the, the mascot, and he like made the crazy demand that he wanted like $30,000 per home game. The guy that just dressed up oh, as a really? Viking and like rode out on the oh, motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, Yeah, fuck you, get lost. And now he's not the mascot. <laughs> Do they still blow the horn like in horn like in oh, Helm, yeah. like so Helm's fucking Deep? Annoying. Yeah, the, yeah. Fire the horn in Helm's Deep, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, let's what go. a battle. Yeah. I think McAfee did it once. Yep. Yeah. Should be banned like the booze. Yeah, I hear you. So <laughs> what makes so if you're not a Viking, yeah. if, you, if you're in Europe, how would you tell that a Viking was coming to take your shit? One, they came from a foreign land, right? Spoke a different language, even looked different than you. That's one. Two, they were not civilized as far as the local understanding of the word was. Language, not a lot of them read and all that stuff, so they didn't have a written language. A lot of it was like glyphs and whatnot. And three, and most importantly, they were not Christian. So that's how you could tell a Viking. They weren't Christian. They were eating meat on Fridays and whatnot. They didn't have the ashes on Ash Wednesday. Basically, they were a group of brutish, foreign, non-God-fearing people who showed up from a faraway land by boat and took other people's shit. That was my basic definition of Viking. Brutish, foreign, non-God-fearing people who showed up from a faraway land and took other people's shit, right? And now I'm going to give you a sense of timing. 
From around 800 AD and into the 11th century, a vast number of these Scandinavian Vikings left their homelands to seek their fortunes somewhere else. They began by raiding coastal sites, especially undefended monasteries in the British Isles. Yeah, so much gold and like treasure in there. And they didn't give a shit. Like, you know... Like when somebody robs from a church, you're like, oh my God, their kid's going to be born with antlers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Vikings didn't care. Yeah, oh, uh, should, we shouldn't curse in the Lord's house. Yeah. We need to be careful. And monasteries for, the, monasteries, for the most part, didn't provide much problems for them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like monks coming out, you brute, you brute, you, you know, it just didn't work. So it was very easy uh, for the pickings, right? And then over the centuries, they left their marks as pirates, raiders, traders, and settlers on much of Britain and the European continent, as well as parts of modern-day Russia, Iceland, Greenland, and Newfoundland. The exact reasons for Vikings venturing out from their homeland are uncertain, but some suggested it was due to overpopulation in their original towns. But the earliest Vikings were simply looking for riches, not for land. So these guys, this is... And by the way, if you're going to look at the technological advances that were provided to us by Vikings, almost all of them had to do with some sort of maritime thing. They were they were the masters of the longboat. It was uh, it was like a blitzkrieg almost. They just kind of eh, blitzkrieg. They had air support and stuff, but mm-hmm. the, the longboats just kind of get in, you get out, do your thing, and then go home. Like they were so fast. And also the problem so with longboats or the equivalent of it before then is that uh, the navigation part was always a little sketchy. They were also excellent in developing technology in navigation. So these are all sort of um, a boating <laughs> stuff is what they did. Is maritime the right word for that? Hearing us matter maritime technologies? I think that's okay. That's the stuff that amazes me is how they don't get lost on the open sea or how they can chart and map. I think that's, you could even call it naval technology. Naval technology. Yeah, that's probably what I was looking for. Thank you, John. Um, but you'll see in this Vikings movie, History Channel, they do come up with like, you know, this way, this new way to use the sun that was different from anything used before. And then all of a sudden the clouds come over and it's like rainy for days. So they're just coasting on the fucking, you know, the northern Atlantic Ocean, not knowing. Then when the sun comes out, they're able to navigate again. It's an interesting, it's, it really was an interesting uh, show. And like I said, it does kind of, I'm not going to get into a lot of Viking characters. So where that show diverts from the script you probably won't even notice. Alrighty? So, in the 8th century, Europe was growing richer. Scandinavian furs were highly prized in their new trading markets, including cat, I guess. So, from their trade with the Europeans, Scandinavians learned about new sailing technology as well about the growing wealth in European kingdoms. So, there are riches to be had across the sea. And we just learned how to cross said C. So sharpen up the fucking axes, Vibs, and let's go steal some shit. That was Ah. it. In 793 AD, an attack on a monastery off the coast of northeastern England marked the beginning of the Viking Age. That's the definitive start. The culprits that time, probably Norwegians, who sailed directly across the North Sea, did not destroy the monastery completely, but the attack shook the European religious world to its core, Unlike other groups, these strange new invaders had no respect for religious institutions, such as monasteries, which were often left unguarded and vulnerable near the shore. What's a god to a non-believer, Who gives a shit, right? And I'm going to tell you, I say they didn't believe in God. They didn't believe in our God. I'm going to get into their religious beliefs in a second. Oh, I've seen Thor. 
One hundred. We've all seen the Marvel it's universe. Crazy. Yeah. Like I just learned that Thursday is named after Thor. Did you know that? I didn't know that. What the day of the week? Th- day of the week. Thursday is was, was bastardized into Thursday. I think Friday was the from Frigga, like the, another Norse god. I think yeah. Friday is Frigga, like from Frigga. I think Wednesday, Odin. I believe in some like it was pronounced Woden. I think it. There's a lot of days of the week that come from, but Thursday is Thursday. I mean, it's it's named after Chris Hemsworth, which I didn't know, and that's kind of hot. If he get, could possibly get, get any hot, if we get corrected on this, <laughs> please. Come somebody come you. at me. Somebody come at me with where the word Thursday well, comes wait from. Wait a minute, I thought we used the Roman calendar. Doesn't that predate? So you're Thursday? you're thinking about? So I'm not taking. I'm not taking the months. Um, ah. Oh, yeah, named after Roman gods. Okay. Yeah. So Thank we you. bastardized all of it. And also, mixed. Roman emperors, Augustus, right. they all Julie, have... July. Gotcha. So, they kind of would have meshed, you know? Why not? This is all around the same time, Because didn't we talk about it? earlier in this podcast 100%. the Roman empires? This I guess is... if you could clear that up for me and the listeners, what is Roman and... Well, I guess Rome spans so many. I guess, right, so, so where no, do they no. overlap with like, Yeah, yeah. So my, my point was is that when Rome... First started, so with the start where I said Augustus, uh, Caesar, Augustus, Tiberius, Claudius, Nero, blah, 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 blah. They're all at right at the turn of B.C. to A.D., gotcha. so like 40 A.D. or whatever. And then that the fall of Rome happened in 400 A.D., right? And so the Roman Empire and what would soon become the Holy Roman Empire, which is up around Germany, France, and where the Vikings can get at, was then kind of established in 800 at the same time where the Vikings were starting to come to Europe. So this is all coming together at the same time. Believe me, the Roman Empire, the original Roman Empire, had um, existed centuries before these guys had come south or west. But as Europe was coming into um, its own, the Vikings were also coming into their own. I guess what I'm trying to get at is it would be cool if we could think of like you know, alien versus predator. Mm-hmm. If there was like Leif Erikson versus like the Romans, Mark and like, Anthony, and like a mashup war that never happened. Yeah, now yeah. I'm understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we sent if we sent like uh, you know um, Eric the Red a Trojan horse, yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like something like that, Didn't or the 300 from Sparta come marching it. <laughs> yeah, I'd know, love to see that shit. Fucking history channel, you got to hand it to them. Didn't they do this? I think oh, they, they did. They did stuff like I a, love a that. Roman legion. Versus like a Viking mm. clan of sorts. They also sh- did like a dozen. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, they also Fuck. did like a dozen ninjas versus a dozen Chicago gangsters. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And it if was they like, hadn't exhausted everything. I would yeah. say bring it back. Flip it. They also have on like uh, Discovery Channel Animal versus Animal. Yeah, like hippo versus bull shark. Yes, Damn, bear awesome. versus lion. Yeah, that's what we should be doing. I haven't stuff watched on. enough of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so they get into that first monastery in 793. AD and people know to fear Vikings. Two years later, in 795 AD, their raids struck the undefended island monasteries of Skye and Iona. Again, if you have your map up, that's in the Hebrides off the northwest coast of Scotland, as well as Rathlin, which is off the northeast coast of Ireland. So this is making sense. Like I said, they came around that northernmost part of the United Kingdom, Scotland, and the northeastern coast of Ireland. Okay, from there they went into Europe with the first recorded raid in continental Europe coming only four years later in 799. Right, it's bringing us up to 800. This is all around the same time. And then for several decades, Vikings confined themselves to just these hit and run raids against coastal targets in and out. 
All right? So that's how it all started. That's how the Vikings started. And before I go any further, I want to address the hats. Okay? So I have on a hat with horns. John has on a hat with horns. I make Annie wear the hat with horns sometimes. Um, and she has to keep it on the whole time or else I lose, um, I lose whatever. Uh, do Vikings really wear horned helmets? The simple answer is no. Vikings never wore Son horned helmets. Yeah. In depictions from the Viking age between the 8th and 11th centuries, like we're talking about, warriors appear either bareheaded or clad in just simple helmets, likely made from either iron or leather. There is no depictions of real Vikings wearing helmets that have horns and or wings on them. The way that it started, and so I can go through all these archaeologists that found like a real Viking a helmet, had no horns, but it happened to be around the 1800s that horns started to be added to these helmets, and it was because of stage productions. It was because of operas that involved uh, Vikings, so they did it to be in a more elaborate manner. And when you think about it, even though having a gigantic fucking Viking coming at you with big horns, it's not practical. It would get stuck in trees. You know what I mean? It would get snagged on just about everything. They'd see you a mile away like, the Vikings are here. Right, but we still use it all the time. You know, I don't. Re- I don't think that it was in that Viking show. I'm trying to think back now. Now that you say it, it, I've seen that depicted. Though you're right, like opera. One hundred percent. I've seen that. I mean, the, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, their their yeah. logo is yeah. the guy with a horn helmet. It's a Northman, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Northman, yeah. When Wagner staged his Der Ring des Nelbulingen opera cycle in the 1870s, costume designer Carl Emil Deppler created horn helmets for Viking characters and an enduring stereotype was born. So they traced it back to 1870s from a guy who had created horned helmets for a Wagner opera. Boom. Never on the battlefield, just on the stage. Okay? Um, oh, they're going to they're gonna cancel the Minnesota Vikings, and they're going to see us with our horned helmets on and cancel us. Yeah. We're fucked. We're it's, fucked. It's a shame. So the, horn- <laughs> so the horned helmets are bullshit. And while we're here... Here's another unfortunate fact. This was always like a Conan-type belief of mine, but Vikings were known to drink the blood of their, uh, of their fallen, of True. their slain, from their skulls. Uh, so that's it. Vikings did not actually drink the, uh, from the skulls of their enemies, which was a common way to show the Vikings' savagery. They used to show them drinking blood and whatnot from the skulls of their enemies. Can you get that in your mind, that imagery? Oh, I yeah. kind of remember that, right? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a skulls. cool movie thing that yeah. a bad guy always like does. A Conan, a Conan fucking uh, cartoon. But, uh, but the whole thing is untrue, and it comes from a mistranslation of one of their Viking sagas. Uh, the translation mistakenly told of heroes drinking from branches of skulls. Branches of skulls. And in reality, this doesn't refer to them from drinking from actual skulls but drinking from hollowed-out ivory tusks of animals like walruses. Which that makes sense. It does. It's like a, a cup back then, how you'd make a cup. A rhino horn would be a branch from a skull. An elephant tusk, and obviously a walrus tusk, would be drinking from a branch from a skull. They didn't actually drink from skulls, and they didn't wear helmets uh, that had horns on them. So those two... Fashion things, if you would call them fashion things, even though drinking from a skull is not very fashionable, were bullshit. But you know it's not bullshit? Blender's eyewear. Let me get you hooked on Blender's eyewear. 
Chase Fisher started Blenders by selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor on Pacific Beach. So you can kind of guess what this guy looks like. He wanted to create an adventurous mid-price eyewear option with the same cool factor as other leading styles. Unlike other expensive big brands that you probably lost or smashed in the past, blenders are actually affordable. And I had Jeff D. Lowe in here doing like reality TV. He had mentioned they also have hinged uh, arms on them, which is very important for guys with big faces like me. Yeah. I started them for the blue lights. I got the blue lights, like some sort of Arctic looking blue lights, and they were fantastic because I do a lot of typing at night. But now I'm wearing the goddamn shades. I kind of have those shades that look like I'm. Um, I'm a, like a professional wrestler. I'm, fr- I'm very Ooh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Should actually, I get them? They're at my desk. I don't need to get them, do I? No, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. We Just know you look, no, look, look like Macho Man Randy Savage a little we bit. You kind of have a Randy. And it's a Thank good you, look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. put out a photo with you when I'm late. Thanks, But yeah, I got that. them for my wife, the blue, uh, my wife, the blue light blockers, blue and lights. she saw a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. They also do uh, ski goggles. They do everything. They do prescription glasses, sunglasses, blue lights, all this kind of stuff. It's blenders eyewear. So what do you got to do? You got to go and get yourself uh, anything. Get yourself a pair of goggles. Get yourself a pair of blue lights. Get yourself a pair of the shades that make me look like Randy Savage. Uh, get yourself a pair of prescription glasses. And the only place you can get them is at blenderseyewear.com. BlendersEyewear.com. And you'll enter the promo code TWISTEDVIP. That's my thing. Twisted VIP. That's BlendersEyewear.com. Use the code TWISTEDVIP. And what are you going to get for that? 15. 1-5% off. 15% off, which I think is a great deal. So Blenders Eyewear is affordable and they're good looking. I love them. Go to Blenders Eyewear. Twisted VIP for 15% off. You like them, right? I lost my first pair, and it was very easy to replace my second pair. Boom. It wasn't expensive. Mm. I lose sunglasses too much. Of course, right? Like Especially I, an yeah. guy like you. Yeah. Like the beach and shit. Yeah. Nah. Oh, me too. I just, just And I feel like yeah. an idiot. All the traveling I just, too? It, I might as well just be burning $150. Yeah. All right. Back to history. So the Vikings are hitting and running up until the mid-800s. Then they took advantage of internal conflicts in Europe to extend their activity further inland. I had mentioned earlier how Charlemagne united most of Europe into what the Pope called the Holy Roman Empire, supposed to the original Roman Empire, the Holy Roman Empire. Charlemagne had a son, and his name was Louis the Pious. He was also called Louis the Fair. He was also called Louis the Debonair. Fucking name. Louis the Debonair. I love that. And he had a bunch of relatives with fucked up names like Pepin the Hunchback, Charles the Fat. Ugh. And Louis the Stammerer. I had a poor thing. Like, oh, What a family that tree. That sucks. Louis the Pious was the governor of Francia, which is modern-day France and Germany. After his death in 840, his son Lothair actually invited the support of a Viking fleet in a power struggle with his brothers. So Charlemagne's grandkids were trying to rip apart what is now Europe after their dad Lothair had died. No, after their dad Louis the Fair had died. So the power struggle between the brothers trying to rip apart uh, Europe ended with the Treaty of Verdun in 845, which whacked up almost all of Europe between Louis's three sons, or Charlemagne's grandsons. Louis II became key, uh, king of East Francia, which is Germany. Charles the Bald, I like that, became king of West Francia, which is France. And Lothar I became king of Middle Francia, which is parts of both plus northern Italy. 
So the Vikings helped develop the divisions on the continent, but when King Charles the Bald began defending West Francia more energetically in 862 by fortifying those towns that he now runs, the abbeys, the rivers, all the coastal areas, the Viking forces pivoted back to conquering the Northern Isles, England, Scotland, Ireland, that type of shit. And by the mid-9th century, Vikings had founded Ireland's first trading towns, I didn't know this, but if you look at Ireland on a map, you still got your map up, and you look at the eastern coast of Ireland, you'll see certain counties like Dublin, where my mom was born, Waterford, where my Uncle Mike used to work, Wexford and Wicklow. They're all in, they're all in so that would be eastern Ireland, eastern Ireland on the coast. And so the Vikings used these places. The Vikings started Dublin. They established the city of Dublin. What about Bray? Dublin. Bray's over there also. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking at my map. I'm oh, looking at my map. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching. And use their base on the Irish coast to launch attacks within Ireland, like going into like Limerick, and also across the Irish Sea to England. Okay? So now we have Vikings. I'm kind of bringing you guys up to date. This is, you know, around the 900s. And they now have conquered most of coastal Ireland, most of Scotland and northern England. Now they're launching attacks into England. They're trying to do what they can do through France and Germany, which is now split up between Charlemagne's grandsons. This is history. It's blowing my mind. I mentioned, I'm going to make a small left turn here. I mentioned Louis the Pious's family names briefly. Now I want you guys to check out these Viking names. There's one guy, his name was Lot the Unwashed. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's a terrible one. There was another guy called Lif. It's spelled H-L-I-F. I'm assuming it's pronounced Lift. And he was Lift, the castrator of horses. It's very specific. Yeah. Very I'm specific. I'm sure it's a good-paying yeah. job, though. This other guy's name was Einstein Falfart. That's a real name of a, of a fucking a Viking. Yikes. Then there was Sigurd Snake in the Eye. Now, this guy I had heard of because he's one of the many sons of Ragnar Lothbrok from uh, Vikings. Mm -hmm. And this kid was born... And he had a mark inside of his eye that looked like a snake eating his own tail. So his one eye was pretty fucking cool looking. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he was called Sigurd Snake in the Eye. I had a rabbit in kindergarten that had a little S in its ear, and we mm. named it Sabrina. Nice. Yeah. After Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Great show back in the day. So I'm pretty much just like this Ragnar's son. Yeah, you're very close. <laughs> Harold Wartooth. Thorir the Troll Burster. Not the Troll Buster. This guy used to burst trolls. Eric Bloodaxe, Ivar the Boneless. Again, you'll see about him in the uh, in the uh, in the show. Olaf the Witchbreaker, which they called me before I married Annie. Mm -hmm. Gunstein the Berserk Killer. There's one girl. Her name is Freydis Eric's Dotier. Doesn't have a great name, and there were quite a few Viking female warriors. But if you ever look up Freydis, and I don't want you to, she's typically pictured with one of her breasts hanging out. She was like, I think, eight months pregnant when they tried to uh, attack her. And she was like, come get me, took out a knob, and then like started beating her breast with a sword. Still so she's one of them. But this is the last guy. John, can you put on the Viking hat again real quickly? This guy's name is Gunnar Hammondarson. Not a great name, right? Gunnar Hammondarson. He was said, it was a Gunnar? I don't know. Gunnar Hammondarson. Gunnar Hammondarson. He was said to be capable of jumping his own body height while wearing full armor. He was an excellent 
um, marksman and also was able to throw stones with tremendous accuracy. He's like the Buckeye Bullet. He was also described as being the most beautiful man in the world. Doesn't John have that kind <laughs> of thing John, in there? Yeah. yeah. The only thing is, is that he had long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And his wife's name was Haligor Langbrook, which meant Haligor Longpants. That oh, that's, was the, that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Your wife's name, Justine Longpants. So anyway, that's Gunnar Homanderson, and he was the most sexy man alive back in, I guess, I don't know, the ninth century. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. He was just on magazine. Yeah, he was on the cover. (laughs) Yes, eight (laughs) forty magazine. Uh, Imagine there's a there's a time where people were like eight forty. There's no better year to be alive than eight forty. Here we are. We just figured out the longboats. Never gonna get much better than this. You know what I mean? And now I'm catfishing fucking people. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So by the way, this is one of the things that I've been talking about. I'm talking about how these guys come in and they're conquering lands and they're doing all that stuff. Why were Vikings so fucking good at fighting? Like what made them – like, you know, sometimes they say – uh, like USC, and I remember with Manti Teo, and by the way, that that documentary is coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like they said, like the Polynesian players, like the people from Samoa and stuff like that, had like some sort of higher altitude where they were like barrel chested and just more powerful. It's right. like how people used to like explain how Troy Palomalu had an end- an endless uh, engine. The Vikings didn't really have like some sort of geographic advantage it's not, it's, that made them bigger, stronger, and more uh, dangerous. Right. So they're not like Kenyan or Ethiopian runners where they're, they're running at altitude 100%. all the time. Oh, it's and, yeah. perfect. Yeah. I can't think of another one then that would be as good as that. Yeah. Or not, think uh, Irish are naturally better drink. You know, like there's nothing geographic that does it. So this is why they were so successful. They, I mean, they started sacking monasteries, but I'm pretty sure if we had the right size swords, we could sack a fucking monastery tomorrow, just were, me right, and you. Right, right. But after a while, they're now going into, like, well-established armies and kicking ass. Why is that? Why were they so excess- did successful? To, did it have to do with speed, just being able to get in and out? And it just, didn't. They weren't it really had, organized? They just kind of show up, jump out, go? I'm going to tell in. you right now, it, it resembles two things that we spoke about in the past, mm-hmm. Vibs. You and I specifically. Okay. It's the fact that they didn't fear death. When Viking men died in battle, a Valkyrie would then escort them to Valhalla where they would meet up with Odin and stay in Valhalla, which was made of swords and shields, and then wait around to fight by o- Odin's side in Ragnarok, which is all like from Thor, by the way. Yeah, yeah. well, Marvel and Marines use the term Valhalla. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Keep going. But Ragnarok we're, we're and all that kind of stuff. We're Valhalla tonight, brother. Ragnarok yeah. is probably the best Thor movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah it had uh, the... Um, she was awesome in it. The one who played Hela. Yeah, it's definitely the funniest. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Hedy or whatever. Yeah, Tessa Thompson, right? Isn't no, that her not name? Tessa Thompson. Isn't that her? I always get her confused with the other one that looks so Fucking, oh, now fuck. you got me in that stupid... <laughs> Natalie Portman. I'll, I'll look it up, I'll look it up. I didn't mind the last story, it was a little all over the place, but but yeah, Ragnarok oh, was by far... you saw Love and Thunder or whatever it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look it up. But they also had that uh, the Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway... Yeah. They do a good, yeah, they do a good job of picking the sounds. So the this is the whole idea. When you have nothing to lose but to go to... It is Tessa Thompson. It's not Tessa Thompson. Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett. Right, well, Tessa Thompson's also Tessa Thompson's a Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett plays um, Hella. Hella, and she does very well. Gotcha. You're right. Tessa Thompson is a Valkyrie. And a couple of them. Yeah. 
Thought you meant Emma Thompson there for a second instead of Kate Blanchett. Uh, like you just put them all in just an English woman type. People thing. look all the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the whole thing. So the Vikings' glorious attitude toward death was the key to their success on the battlefields. Their 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 Viking mindset, we'll call it, was almost a kind of death cult and a psychological edge that allowed them to fight fearlessly. You know what it reminds me of, Vips? Our first fucking episode. Japanese kamikazes. Yep. Were so fucking the divine dangerous. wind. Because they didn't care. Yeah. They were, it was an honor to die for the emperor. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they were so goddamn effective because they didn't give a shit about their own bodies. They woke up every day hoping that was the day they would die. 100%. And go to... And it reminds me a little bit more, and we don't speak about it a lot, but the Islamic promise of the 72 virgins that you hear about so goddamn much. So, you know, which causes people, I got 72 virgins in the afterlife, it causes people to be more efficient martyrs. Bro, I don't want 72 virgins. I want 72 experienced bad bitches. You know me. Absolutely. You want uh, Fridus Eric's Dotier, the one with the tit out with the yeah. Oh, yeah. I want a nine foot fucking take that second Vietnamese girl with the three foot knobs. Don't get me started on that's that. a funny old uh, Robin Williams joke where he's like, "You read the scripture wrong. It's seventy two Virginians, you idiot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, armed with axes and without fear of death, the Vikings continued to spread out, and in the ninth century, they began to colonize Iceland. Go back to your maps. Go from the dick, Scandinavia. Start at the balls, go around to the dick. Instead of where they dumped the load out in Denmark, go due west. You're going to see a small, beautiful volcanic island called Iceland. And Vikings landed there, and they were pretty fucking happy, right? Iceland is beautiful. I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but that's one of my bucket list places to go. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah. Heard good things. (laughs) You can't can't pronounce any of the the cities or anything. Yeah. And then, but yeah, you can't. There's like two vowels and 15 it's consonants. It's insane. I'm looking at it over. Reykjavik. Uh, yeah. And then by the late 10th century, Eric the Red moved even further westward and founded the first European settlement of Greenland after being expelled from Iceland for killing a neighbor. Eric the Red's father himself had been banished from Norway for committing manslaughter. So it's sort of like the Red family were in trouble. Eric the Red's dad gets kicked out of Norway. Eric the Red gets kicked out of Iceland. He winds up in Greenland. And Greenland, by the way, is a barren wasteland. It's not beautiful. I mean, I bet it's absolutely beautiful, but it's a very tough place to colonize back in the day, even though it says Greenland. If you're looking on your satellite map, Greenland is just a sheet of ice. Yeah. I think we learned this from, everybody learned this from Mighty Ducks, right? Remember the second one when he starts dating the coach? Never saw Mighty Ducks. You never saw the second Mighty Ducks? Episode first. Okay, well... uh, Short story, the second mighty. You re- are you serious? One hundred percent. Have you? What did you? What, did, what movie did you make fun of me for not seeing? <laughs> what I made fun of you for not uh, seeing? Frozen. Frozen. Oh right, right. The Mighty Ducks. Come on, man. So Mighty what Ducks. What year is Mighty Ducks? Uh, Ninety six. Ninety four. Ninety four is probably the original. Yeah, and yeah. Then I yeah, think yeah. the sequel came out the next. How year. old were you in ninety four? Uh, I was very young. How old? Uh, five or six. No, you weren't. The Mighty yeah, Ducks eight, two came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Mighty Ducks two. How exactly. old were you? Four. Yeah, so it was five or six. And I probably saw it a few years later. What's the question you should be asking me? <laughs> I was 23. <laughs> That's the whole deal. I was 23. I didn't go see fucking... You know what I mean? 
Like that's it. Now yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I, boys, let's see, let's mighty, see ducks. mighty ducks. Right, I had my Disney. hair pointed down the middle. I just penciled in my mustache so I could buy fucking vodka at Five L's on Coney on on Nap Street. Hey, can I get the uh, blackberry brandy? Uh, uh, yeah. A, a bo- uh, yeah, a bottle of Brass Monkey. Uh, Guys, fucking- we gotta go. Emilio <laughs> Estevez is the coach, <laughs> and he teaches these kids how to play hockey. You say that, but then you're what now? How old are you? Fifty, and you see Frozen because so- I have to go with my kids. It comes back around. She so comes know, back I around. Know. If my kids were hockey players, I probably would have seen Mighty yeah. Ducks. But anyway, go. So Emilio Estevez meets the coach of Iceland, obviously, who's a man, but the assistant, I think, or so the trainer, anyway, is a woman, and he goes on like an ice cream date with her, and the mm. players catch him, and they're like super pissed. But the short conversation <laughs> they have is actually that. She's like, Well, if you didn't know, like Iceland's actually beautiful, and Greenland's covered in ice. And he's like, I didn't know that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Never would have happened. So that's how kids know about Iceland and Greenland. Yeah. That's why I was so taken aback by it, because I'm fucking. My point is, is that Vikings are slowly making their way towards North America. Can you see the trend that we're doing here? So in steps a name that everyone knows, I believe, Leif Erikson. Emilio Estevez. Leif Erikson was the Emilio Estevez of Viking explorers. He's been called that dozens of times. (laughs) 500 years before Christopher Columbus was born, right? This Viking explorer heard of a strange land from an Icelandic trader who more than a decade earlier had overshot Greenland on accident and sailed by the shores of North America without ever setting foot on it. So Leif Erikson, around the year 1000 AD, 1492, Columbus sailed in the ocean blue, 492 years before that, Leif Erikson bought the trader's ship, raised a crew of 35 men, and retraced that uh, route in reverse. Well, going from Greenland now over to what is known as North America, right? So after crossing that final stretch of the North Atlantic, the Vikings encountered a rocky, barren land in present-day Canada that researchers believe could have been Baffin Island. Baffin Island is very north and very rocky and very desolate. So they went from Baffin Island, they started going south to a timber-rich location they called Markland, which everyone thinks is most likely the northern tip of, um, of Newfoundland. So they started going south, and they started getting better land, right? So he comes west from Greenland to North America, goes south when he gets to North America, and starts to find uh, lands that are rich in timber and also rich in grapes. That was one of the things that it was rich in also. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so the Vikings spent an entire winter there before sailing home to this windswept Greenland with badly needed timber and plentiful portions of grapes. When he got home, Leif Erikson would then succeed his father, Eric the Red, as chief of Greenland settlement, and he never returned to North America. But other Vikings continued to sail west for at least the next 10 years. The grapes thing was probably huge because they would have had to trade with like, like Italy. I mean, I guess if they're the Holy Roman Empire. Right, I, just, right. I know there's like a line where north in Europe is all like mead and beer, and right. then below that is all like grapes and wine. So right. like finding grapes would, would have probably been huge. 100%. Not that they could have gotten over no, on the boat. No, but, but, but the whole thing is is that, yeah, it's, it, it caused them to... wine out of it. Yeah, no, it caused them to be able to ferment it and make wine out of it, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, grapes obviously grow other places other than where it's hot. But, yeah, this is now pushing away from Europe and getting over 
to North America and then bringing grapes essentially to Greenland for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that's the first time there was ever a grape right. in Greenland was the ones brought by Leif Erikson. Isn't there a theory? I don't know if it was Leif's uh, team, but that Vikings may have made it as far west as Minnesota. Isn't that why... I don't. I don't know where that. I thought comes there was from. some theory I, behind there, why th- they're the Vikings. I think they found like traces of Vikings. Yeah. On, on and so they were Minnesota like, land. I think they guess they may have got as far because yeah, and they're pretty close. People forget Minnesota's very close to Canada. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fact. But do you know why they never really kind of? So even though they were the first here, the reason why the Vikings didn't stay is because they got fucked up by the Indians. That's one of the reasons. You mean like the, he, uh, the First Nations? The First the indigenous people. I, excuse, excuse me. Even Erickson's brother, Thorwald, um, got killed by the indigenous population of North America. So there's little evidence of Viking president, uh, presence in the New World today since it didn't form any permanent settlements. That's interesting, too, because it's almost like they, they got caught you know, on an away game, right? Yeah. Like they're not on their home turf. They didn't expect it. Right. And then they were probably like, fuck this. This isn't worth it. But they probably had such, you know, coming from Greenland, then then landing in Baffin, yeah, and then coming down to Newfoundland, and then kind of not being the best like, route, yeah, yeah, and being out of steam. The North Atlantic is notorious it's too, very cold, and yeah. it wasn't like they were raiding some fucking English monastery. They had some, you know, jacked indigenous people. I'd like to think that fucked them up and basically sent them home. Dude, I've seen prey. They can yeah. fuck up a predator. That's what I'm saying. But the fact remains that they beat Columbus to the New World by about 500 years. And although Columbus Day gets more press, certainly, the man considered to be the leader of the first European expedition to North America has not been totally forgotten on the calendar. Calendar. I haven't pronounced my R's at all today. But that guy, Leif Erikson, in 1964, President Lyndon Baines Johnson signed a proclamation that declared October 9th to be Leif Erikson Day in honor of the Viking explorer. So I didn't know that. I mean, we all know Columbus Day. We're not allowed to celebrate anymore. Happy happy Leif Erikson Day. (laughs) Hinga dinga Darwin. We should do something for Leif Erikson Day. That is, uh, yeah, October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should should make that like a big thing. Put that on the calendar. Okay, when is it? (laughs) October October 9th. 9th. Can you? Send me a a reminder. If, If you've seen SpongeBob, if you're of the generation, they talk about Leif Erikson in one of them. That's Do the they really? where they it's Leif, he just one one morning SpongeBob just wakes up with a Viking helmet on and he happy Leif Erikson day Hinga Dinga Darwin and I've never forgot that Hinga Dinga Darwin is what Hinga he said Hinga Dinga Darwin Darwin fantastic yeah something is that, like that what language is that is that Finnish or something that you're saying I think I don't so. know where is Nordic Scan- oh Scan- I guess Nordic Scandinavian yeah, somewhere around there yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. there's a girl in my apartment that's from Scandinavia and she has a little dog named Oslo and I just she has like a funny Oslo accent. Norway, really? I just love hearing her, well, so hearing her say her name. I kind of dig that Ooh. accent. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Did I say I have ooh speak some abroad? Like like ooh-hoo. that could be that man could be <laughs> talking about, oh, let's kill the Jews. I'm like, oh, he's so happy. That's so <laughs> yeah. his cheeks are so red. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hitler would have been a lot more charismatic yeah. if he'd been from Norway. Um, Although technically your German accent is, has that like so height, heightened. Uh, I do go up a little bit. A yes. little bit. Say all your papers. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that comes from um, Inglorious Bastards, I think. He yeah. set the tone. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Christopher Waltz. Yeah. Christoph it's Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Yeah, yeah. It's you have spot any on delicious with that dog. milk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And also Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Hogan! Which is a little bit dated. I also watched. You mentioned IP. You mentioned, uh, mentioned uh, Taika Watiti. I watched um, Jojo Rabbit last night. Great. 
It's fucking Very awesome. I've, I've always wanted to see I just Second I'm, time I've seen it, and it holds up. Does so it? funny. I wanted to, yeah. You'd like That's, it, Large. Oh, I think you'd like it. So I know I know I will. I just didn't, I didn't get a chance. I rented it once, and it was one of those rent. I rented it once on a plane. I just didn't get to it. I fell asleep. I Thanks, watched, Richie. I yeah. watched The Wrestler. Oof, that's a good movie. Oh, that's so, so sad. sad. Yeah, it's yeah. Rip Rogers, friend from Indianapolis. Wait, that's it's, Mickey it's Rourke, right? His, yeah, it's yeah. basically his life. Just is it? Pretty much. Oh, okay. That is yeah. so sad. It's very sad. I, I go back and forth of what's sadder, The Wrestler or um, uh, Crazy Heart. Both are just like tearjerkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Crazy Heart, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just about like old men who... Yeah. who, who it's so sad to me when you it's see... It's home for me. Old men. Yeah, it really hits home because you're like, I'm just going to be this one day. Like he goes out for a run and he gets right. like he gets like seventeen feet. Oh God, Large is showing me his Canelo uh, injury. Oh a lot fuck! Better, right? Canelo beat the shit out of Large again. Yep. You got in the ring with him again? Yeah, I sparred with him. You're a fool. I am. Fool me once. I got I got into the ring with him a week out of the hospital. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. so he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah. All right, so where are we now? So the they get to North America before Columbus. They've successfully set up trading posts up and down the coast of Ireland. They've conquered a good chunk of England and have moved inland and have conquered some chunks of Europe. That's what the Vikings had done. When did it all end? The end of the 11th century marked the end of the Viking Age. The Viking presence in England was finally ended in 1066 when an English army under King Harald defeated the last great Viking king, Harald Hadrada of Norway, at the Battle of Stamford Bridge near York. But by that time, most of the Scandinavian kingdoms were becoming Christian, right? This was almost like a, you know, a reverse crusade. And what remained of the Viking culture was being absorbed into the culture of Christian Europe. So today, signs of the Viking legacy can be found mostly in the Scandinavian origins of some vocabulary, like I said, Thor, and some place names, like I said, or Vib said. If you look at a map of Iceland, good luck. Good luck pronouncing a town in Mm -hmm. Iceland. And there's also um, places like that, Northern England, Scotland, and Russia. But particularly Iceland, the Viking culture can be most strongly felt because that's where they left an extensive body of literature, which are called the Icelandic sagas, in which they celebrate the greatest victories of their glorious past. That's it for Vikings. That's it. And it's not it for Twisted History by any stretch. But before I go on, I have a follow-up from a past episode, and I have a terrible announcement, which I mentioned at the beginning of the thing. But first... Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. One thing I do take care of is my mind, and you should too. One of the ways you can do that is with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat uh, therapies. And you can get hooked up with a therapist in, in such a short amount of time, and you can do it in such an affordable way. Listen, sometimes therapy isn't for everyone. I get it. But you never know until you fucking try it. I think sometimes having a third party that you can just sort of vent to is an excellent, excellent resource to have, and BetterHelp provides you the easiest way to get that resource, right? You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. All right, our listeners get 10% off their first month. BetterHelp.com slash twisted. We want to get you started. So do it for a month, get 10% off, and figure out if it's for you. So go to BetterHelp.com slash twisted. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. BetterHelp.com 
slash twisted. Yeah, one of the, oh, go sorry, ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say people in the office have used it, and I know they've liked it. Have you? Yeah. Uh, one of the the easy the best things is you can if you don't like the therapist you you have, you can just switch it easily. You don't have to go to another building and see if your insurance awkward. works. Use, so it, it's it's Take very simple. It's all, it's all in one spot. Yeah. yeah. Shopping for a therapist is probably the hardest part. Yeah, especially as a man. Yes. Yeah. I don't want some. There's no stigma some though. Weakling to man. Talking. Well, that's what I mean. I think in this, but if you still have it in your own head, that's what makes it, better. Help makes it easy. One hundred percent. I yeah. Betterhelp.com slash twist. At Anderson University, when I was a freshman, I walked. Uh, it was first day of classes. Walked into the wrong class, and there was the professor was just up there. He's like, "Now you know, if you're a man and you need to go to therapy, there's nothing wrong with that." Right. And that was just, and I was like, "I'm in the wrong class." And I got up <laughs> and I left. Like it was Anyone, weird, uh, but I, I've never forgot that moment. I was like, "Yeah, that guy was right." Looking for Vikings 101. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a Viking thing to do, and that's why they died out. Uh, this is a follow up part. So BetterHelp is bringing you a follow up part. So a follow-up is what I love to do, and um, I mentioned in the Twisted History of Curses that there was something called the Curse of Ramsey, in which celebrities die within hours of a Welsh footballer named Aaron Ramsey scoring, regardless of where he plays. So phenomenon has been brought up after such high-profile deaths. So this guy has scored a goal, and within a day, Ted Kennedy, he doesn't score a lot, Osama bin Laden... Muammar Gaddafi, Steve Jobs, Whitney Houston, Robin Williams, Paul Walker, David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Nancy Reagan, Chester Bennington, Greg Ullman, Roger Moore, Stephen Hawking, Burt Reynolds, Mac Miller, George H.W. Bush, and Luke Perry all perished. Okay? I, I know that you can rationalize this, that you can find this on just about any day, but this happens to be connected to this guy, Aaron Ramsey. It's called the Curse of Ramsey. Well, according to a guy named Big John Myers on Twitter, Big John Myers reached out to me. Aaron Ramsey now plays in the French League for Nice, and he scored a goal against Toulouse just hours before Olivia Newton-John died. She died at the age of 73. She was diagnosed with breast cancer years ago and announced in 2017 that it had spread, but the curse of Ramsey. Ramsey scores against Nice within hours. Olivia Newton-John, dead. Vibs, how much do you care about Olivia Newton-John? I know she was in Greece, but other than that, I know nothing she was in. I, I know her from, um, so she's also a musician. Yes. And what Jim Florentine, when he used to work here, yes. he used yeah. to rail on Olivia because it's, it's basically like the music you hear in Target. Yes. Because you're going to hear Olivia Newton-John. Let's Get Physical was yep. probably her biggest hit outside. But uh, she was also in Greece. She was in a couple of movies, but she top-ticked it in 78 when she was in Greece. And I'll tell you, 1978 Large loved her. So I just wrote a blog that I tried to get published, and the editors turned it back because I titled the blog Olivia Newton Gone, and they didn't like it. They didn't like it. I don't think Francis. It. Thank you, Francis, fucking everything up for us. So I changed it to, you know, I don't even know what the fuck I changed R. it R.I.P. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in power, Olivia Newton John. Yeah, 73. But I'm telling you, Vibs, she was, she was, I think I put in the blog, she was like the girl next door. Maybe it was what, like now the girl next door is just given to any actress who's eventually going to get fingered oh. by Pete Davidson. That's what it said <laughs> in the uh, fucking blog. I was going to say Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And now that sounds pretty accurate. But she had a couple of weird stories involved with her life. And I think both stories fit into the podcast. She's married a couple of times. In between her two husbands, she dated a cameraman for like on and off for like nine years. 
And then all of a sudden, this cameraman disappeared. Did you ever hear this? You couldn't have heard this no, story. No, Yeah, so the cameraman goes fishing off the coast of L.A. I got the guy's name in here somewhere. Living he just, AWOL. He just marriage, won AWOL. Patrick McDermott. Yeah. He, gets, he goes fishing in 2005, overnight fishing trip, and disappears. God Olivia bless Newton-John, him. who was in Australia at her Gaia retreat and spa at the time of his disappearance, was never a suspect. The U.S. Guard investigation, based on then-available evidence and released in 2008, three years later, suggested that McDermott was lost at sea. He was gone, never to return. With a friend telling investigators, McDermott had appeared sad, though not despondent, after his latest and last breakup with Olivia Newton-John. So he, (laughs) in April 2010, again, five years after his fishing trip, a private investigator hired by an American television program claimed that McDermott was alive in Mexico, and he faked his own death for a life insurance payout. Yes, this right? is my dream. This <laughs> is what I want to do. And since then, multiple sources in the Australian media have told the same story with the latest report. In 2016, more than a decade after his mysterious disappearance, the Australian weekly magazine Woman's Day claimed investigators found McDermott healthy and alive in the town of Sayulita, Mexico, where they purported that he lived with his new girlfriend. That's the first story of Olivia Newton-John. And it's not saying that she was so horrible to live with that you fake your own death and go to Mexico. It's not not saying that. (laughs) But they said that he was very despondent after the last breakup and there was some sort of insurance policy. Okay, boom, that's the first story. And here's the second. Can we all agree that we've seen the last scene in Greece where Libby Newton-John is in tight black mm-hmm. leather pants. I've seen Grease a hundred times. And, and they get in the car and fly off into yes. the sky. So she teases out her hair. Yep. She gets real sluttied up after being like, mm-hmm. you know. But those tight black pants and the leather black jacket are, and again, here I'm going to say it, they're iconic. Yeah. They are iconic. Like put them in a museum type iconic like you would... I don't know. Uh, Dorothy's ruby red slippers. Uh, was Greece eighties or seventy eight? Seventy eight. Right? Okay, so close to the eighties hair. Yeah. So that famous eighties hair, which she probably played a big part of. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think. No? I think. It, yeah, no. Well, you know, so it was, there, more it was Farrah Fawcett, but I guess, right. well, I no, guess no, all no. I mean is she looks pretty oh, darn good thing. with the curly hair. Like she looked a lot better. But the only thing is, John, is that so Greece was filmed in nineteen seventy eight, but it was set in the fifties. Right, it was that sock copy type shit. Gotcha. So even then, the music was outdated. And awesome, hand jive's a fucking banger, right? Hopelessly devoted to you. Bring it, like all that shit. So anyway, but I think we all know that that outfit was the shit. Okay? All right, it's burning my brain. On November 2nd, 2019, so this is after um, Olivia had mentioned that her cancer came back and all that kind of stuff. Julian's Auctions auction hundreds of memorabilia from Olivia's career. And the sale raised $2.4 million. $2.4 million. And the Olivia Newton-John Grease outfit, that Grease outfit, alone garnered $405,000. And I think that's extraordinary, but I think it gets better. So her pants, those tight-ass leather pants, and her jacket sold separately. Purchased by two different very rich people. Sarah Blakely bought it. Those black skin-tight pants. And she bought those pants for $162,000. Why would Sarah Blakely buy those pants? Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx. 
those tight ass pants that everybody mm-hmm. wear and shit like that. So it makes sense that she would want them. You know what I mean? Like that might have been what got started her, more so than the big inspo. hair. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah Blakely, I love that, right? Because everybody shoehorns their fat ass into spanks like I do. They make them for men, by the way. And fucking Olivia Newton-John was the Rosetta Stone for those things. Then there was the second buyer who remained anonymous, but who acquired the leather jacket for $243,000. But here's the, the thing. This guy then returned the item to Olivia Newton-John. And he said, it should not sit in a billionaire's closet for country club bragging rights. So he bought this cancer victim, really, essentially, in 2019, her jacket, $243,000, and then he gave it back to her. And all the proceeds, the $2.4 million that was raised, uh, was donated to her Cancer and Wellness Research Center in Australia. So that's a good way to end a podcast, even though Olivia Newton-John is the furthest thing from a Viking. Rest in peace to her. Condolences to her family. Um, T's and P's. Yeah, and that's it. So that's Twisted History of Vikings. Ah. It's me, it's Vibs, it's Sean, it's Annie. And we implore you guys to go to the YouTube page and to subscribe. To the, even if you don't check it out, I really don't give a shit. Do me a favor and subscribe. Also, keep checking out our social media presence, which is growing exponentially on TikTok. Exponentially on TikTok. So make sure you get involved with that. And if you're not on TikTok because you think it's just a bunch of preteen girls dancing and lip syncing the songs, you're not wrong. Or you <laughs> it think is. it's the Chinese government selling your data. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's also that. <laughs> but once you get put into an algorithm where you're looking at stuff like Twisted History, you get a lot less of preteen girls, uh, you know, small ways, pretty face with a big bang. I, I actually really enjoy it because people don't know who Large is, so they, they say really funny stuff about him. They're like, <laughs> yes. who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, why does he talk like that? Like, yeah. they say that yeah. about me all the time. Why doesn't he just clear his throat? Some guy's like, why? Some guy hit me. Why is he so mean to Vibs? I'm like, mean to Vibs? I fucking worship the ground this asshole walks on. That was my burner. Was <laughs> it really? Yeah, I just, yeah. I just want you to be nice yeah. to me. All the the time. only person I revere more than Vibs is the one I'm banging. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, it's an interesting thing. Read the comments. I've decided I'm not going to because I can't help but go well, back at them. We, we, so we're putting up twisted history of uh, cats from last from um, from last week, and yeah, people are coming after you because you called out cats. So. Cats suck. Yeah. Oh, they against me. Oh, they're gonna get you. Cats oh, are shit. jerks. Yeah. yeah, we'll have stuff pulled down too. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna violate community guidelines. Yeah, yeah whatever. They we, see, knew, we knew I, the rest. So far, the appeals have all gone through. Nice. Cats <laughs> get into babies' cribs and steal their breath while they're sleeping. That's a, that's a myth. Very true. No, we proved it. <laughs> my, yep, my cousin. It happened to him. Before Thank we, God, we, we got to him. <laughs> Before we leave, uh, let's tell people uh, what you had in the future because you had a couple topics down the road that sounded, sounded Yeah, fun. So, uh, so actually next week, um, we're on a road uh, for the rest of this week, Annie and I, because we're taking Mick down to Alabama. We're taking our oldest son. He's going to be retriculating at the University of Alabama Roll Tide. Taking the whole family down to Tuscaloosa. Um, next week, I had gotten I'd gotten some really interesting stuff uh, as far as DMs go, and it's turned into kind of a mailbag. So I think it's going to be that. Then beyond that, I have the twisted history of corruption, which I think is going to be very interesting because there's a lot of dirty cops, politicians, just about everything. So the twisted history of corruption. And then I'm thinking about the twisted history of tobacco. The Ooh. twisted history of tobacco and how, like you know, that. especially some of the shady marketing that's been gone in it, how it changed the new world. Oh, thank and I'm you gonna for smoking. S- yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say the word uh, Walter Raleigh wrong again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I don't like to say Raleigh for some reason. So all that kind of stuff is heading down the pipe. Um, if you guys want to join us, we'd, be, we'd love to have you. 
Uh, so that's coming down the pipe in Twisted History. And that's it. That, yeah, that's you. Wait, do you have anything you have, uh, other than Lower in the Bar? No, no. Got you're, you're in between shows now, just right? Just doing his. Yeah, we just wrapped up uh, Barstool's Most Dangerous Game Show. If you haven't watched that, watch it. Yes. Uh, five episodes. It's an amazing production. It's great. The drama's great. It's it's fun time. Yeah, people raved about it. I won't tell you who won, but it frustrated some people and all that stuff. Uh, I guess now that I'm remembering it, too, we also have um, the final Donnie Iraq videos we're putting out. So, And then we'll put out the final podcast. So, but still some really good stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah. So all we do is throw out quality uh, <laughs> quality stuff. But uh, but that's it. So that's it from Twisted History for me, John Annie, and uh, Vibsy. We'll see you guys next week. Ding-a-ding-a-darvin.